You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hey, hey, we're Monkeying Around, a podcast about the monkeys. I'm Veronica Daschle. I'm Elaine Swetman. And I'm Charles Kelso. And we're too busy monkeying around to put anybody down. Welcome back to Monkeying Around. This week, we are talking about the Monkeys' fourth episode, Your Friendly Neighborhood Kidnappers. Uh, but first, Chuck, what's happening in the world of the monkeys? Well, not a whole lot of monkeys news since our last episode came out, but something that major that did happen was that David Crosby recently passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, now, David Crosby, um, I mean, fans know from the birds, from Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and then later Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a contemporary of the monkeys, and you know, there's a famous photo of David Crosby and Mickey Dolan's b- backstage at the Monterey Pop um, and, in June of 67. Like they were all sort of, you know, part of that same scene, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Yeah. And, I mean, famously, Stephen Stills had um, auditioned for the Monkees, you know, and he obviously was someone who worked very closely with David Crosby. The, the, these guys are sort of getting to that age. So it's not surprising when yeah. one of them passes, but I think it's something worth noting and, you know, good week to, to celebrate the music of the birds. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to take a quick break to promote our fellow ESO Network podcast show. And when we come back, we'll be talking about your friendly neighborhood kidnapper. So stay right there. What he means to say is we'll be right back after the commercial. Do you like podcasts? Then you're going to hate Thunder Talk. Tasteless subject matter. Mature humor. Contempt for our co-hosts. Unapologetic social views. Edgy music. And total irreverence for the nerd junk we love. Are all reasons why no one. No one. No one should listen to Thunder Talk. Find us on the ESO Network. And all podcasting platforms. Or don't. Whatever. Welcome back to Monkeying Around. This week, we are talking about the Monkeys' fourth episode. It's the fourth one, right? The fourth aired one, yeah. Fourth aired one. It's the fourth aired Monkeys episode and the fourth on the DVD set and the Blu-ray set. Um, Your friendly neighborhood kidnappers. Yay! 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 So, um, Chuck, what were your first thoughts on this one? Uh, They did something bandy, was my first thought. (laughs) They were had their instruments out and they were going to go perform somewhere. Yeah. Which I, every episode I'm like, I wish they do something more bandy. Yeah. You know, and here there, we got to see them. I mean, they weren't a band the whole time. I mean, they were a band the whole time, but they weren't doing bandy things the whole time, but the whole thing revolved around them trying to get into this competition, which was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Elaine. Um, I've seen this episode a number of times. It was one that got played a lot back in the eighties. And so I knew this one. Um, and I enjoy it. I like it just because it got the goofy, the goofy romp and then the Lester Crabtree getting his clothes torn off instead of the guys. <laughs> and, it, you know, there's, there's goofy stuff in this episode and I like it. Right. Yeah. I realize there's a lot of uh, a lot of the romps from this one. They use as clips in, in a lot of the later ones because a lot of the romp was clearly meant for this episode. But you right. see clips of this in a lot of the later episodes. Yeah. So are you jumping ahead to the Clarksville romp? Probably. When they're running around um, old building and they're running in their when they're a western town and then they're running through the sand. Right. <laughs> yes. Okay. See, to me, it looked like they had they had filmed some stuff and then intercut some things with the guys from this episode. 
chasing him around. Um, mm, yeah, because maybe. there's a lot of there's a lot of it where it was a shot of the monkeys and then a shot of these two guys mm-hmm. and then a shot of both. But uh, I mean, I don't know. I didn't I don't know the the production history on the romps. I mean, before you even get to that romp, though, you had the first sort of like quasi romp where they're, they play Let's Dance On and Stepping Stone at the party. Right. And it's really just a big party scene. And I, I thought that was very effective. I thought that was good. Because yeah. they weren't performing it. It was just playing in the background. And so there was still plot stuff going forward during the song. So it wasn't right. like, stop, we need to hear a song. Now, like, get back to the episode. It was built yeah. in. So, no, yeah. it, it wasn't heavy plot stuff. It was well, I, I know, <laughs> high, hijinks I mean. about the kids all coming to the party. <laughs> well, and, the, you know, they bought their own pretzels and having to tie them up and figure out $360 yeah. per head and how many kids are there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought that was fun. I, I I think they're doing good. Of course, you get Clarksville again. Right. They're hammering Clarksville. And I think Stepping Stone, I don't think that single was out yet. I think it was an upcoming single. So I think, I think that, yeah, I think that's right. A lot of folks may have heard that first watching this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess Let's Dance On wasn't out yet either because that's the, 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 the album I don't think was out yet. But you heard it in the pilot episode. Right. But the, oh, audience but the pilot didn't. episode didn't air yet. Never mind. We watched, we watched them in different order. Uh, but I think this is a fun episode. I, I like that you have these sort of heavies in it. And I like that the, the whole thing sort of revolves around them trying to get involved in this contest but then mm. it's it's sort of like a comedy of errors where it's like something goes wrong and something more goes wrong and there's sort of ultimately there's a different plot going on than what the monkeys were aware of right <laughs> yeah. right if they had just read that contract they probably would have found out <laughs> one they didn't need to do all that publicity yeah. <laughs> so, I always bet. good idea to read, read a contract yeah yeah so yeah <laughs> but i did think it was kind of funny how they yeah, the, like the first time he tried, the the guy tried to sabotage him by playing the record. It was a good thing the judges liked classical music because they were playing Beethoven instead of their monkey song. That's the <laughs> only way they made it through the next round. So I thought that was funny. Yeah, I don't know if it would have been the only way, but. <laughs> <laughs> we got some good guest stars. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The one that jumps out to me is Vic Tabak. Yes. Yeah. Because he, he was in Star Trek. <laughs> well, see, I know him from Alice. I don't know oh. him from Star Trek. I know him from Alice. That's Jojo Krakow <laughs> from a, a piece of the action. Now that's Mel from Alice. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of the thing, though, with these with these old actors. You see them in so many different things. And I, I recognize the guy from 77 Sunset Strip, whose name I don't remember off the top of my head. But uh, the guy who played Roscoe in that was in this. Uh, the, <laughs> he and Vic Tayback were the two gangsters. That were the kidnappers. All three of them look familiar, honestly. Like they've been in monkeys episodes I'd seen. Okay. I did not happen to notice if any of them had been in other episodes. I mean, except for the one who played Davy's girlfriend. She'd okay. been in a total of 14 episodes, but she okay. she'd been like whenever there's a party at the house, she's one of the girls that's in the party. She's one of the girls that's at the club. She's been I've she'd been in a lot of episodes, but the okay. guys like the manager and the thug guys. I don't know if they've been in other episodes. I did not look. Um, I was mainly looking to see if they were in anything like big that we, other than Vic Tayback, would we have recognized them from being like a regular on this series or in this movie, but nothing was really jumping out at me other than other old TV shows. 
I right. know one of them, I, I think it was the contest manager guy, the one who was introducing the contest. I think it may not have been him. Somebody was in the farmer's daughter, which comes up a lot. They have okay. people yeah. from the farmer's daughter in there a lot, but yeah. Yeah, the, the farmer's daughter comes up like every episode we talked about. <laughs> I know. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. How young were the old guys in this one? Okay. Well, let's see. Um, Andre Philippe, who played Nick Trump, the manager dude, mm-hmm. um, he was 39. Jeez. Wow. Um, and he, and then Vic Tabak was 36. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He played George, and then David Hull, who was the contest manager, was 32. Okay. Yeah, and then swine number one, the one who did all the talking, um, Uh Ken Del Conte, he was 25, and he used to play football for USC, Um, so he was a football player. Is swine number one, uh, he's from that rival band, right? The rival band, yeah, from the poor swine. Right. 25, really? 25. Yeah, he was wow. 25. You gotta be kidding. And then Louis or Louis Quinn, who played Horace, the other kidnapper, he was 51. He was the older kidnapper. So he was older. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then Valerie, who was the girlfriend, she was 21. She was the <laughs> right age. But right. the only other person other than random party people, um, the old lady. That when they go to kidnap oh, yeah. and they go to the wrong house and she's there knitting with her husband. <laughs> she um, was 37. No, she was, <laughs> she was 62. Oh, good. Oh, she was the appropriate age. <laughs> yeah, she was the appropriate age. Um, yeah, Georgia Schmidt. She was she was 62. But the rest of them, it just was like random party goer. And so I don't know. Like I couldn't I don't even know that they listed the man who played her husband. Right. Unless he was listed as random party goer. And there was no picture for mm. me to see that that was him so yeah sure, that yeah. was you know that is funny though even 62 they seemed much older than they seem like they're 90 i know <laughs> you know? i know well she she did live to be 92 years old she lived okay she lived a, a you know good long life so awesome um, yeah good. yeah um and of those guest stars valerie is the only one still alive okay yeah the rest of them but yeah, I think, but I'm, I'm, I may, people may have remembered when Vic Tabak died because that was a big news yeah. thing when he died. But mm. well, I remember it. I don't know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know him primarily from Star Trek, where he, he also played a gangster character, but <laughs> a very, very different one. Like um, Jojo Krakow was a lot more assertive, a lot more, a lot more of a typical gangster. Whereas here, he was sort of the, the goofball gangster, yeah, he was sort of yeah, the dumb he, one. <laughs> You know, he was a very dumb one. He was like the dumb sidekick, which was yeah. fun. I think he played a lot of gangster characters in other bits and stuff okay. before this. That was um, I did read that he had been in the Navy. He was in the Navy oh. um, when he was younger. So I thought that was kind of cool. OK. Um, yeah. Um, but I didn't read a whole lot of a, a lot of these actors. They just had like bit parts here and there. They didn't. I don't think they ever really did. Right. Big thing. Okay. Well, what do we think about the songs that they included in this one? They seem to work. Yeah. The party I thought Let's Dance On was perfect. Yeah. And then Steppenstone works perfectly too, you know, for party music. I thought that was great. Matt brought up the point that he was like, well, it's probably a good thing these songs are playing from the jukebox because then it was easy for them to sub in a song. Yeah. You know, right. Yeah. Um, Because I know in the 1967 rerun, 
they um it was a little bit me a little bit you and the girl i knew somewhere instead okay. of let dance and let dance on and i'm not your stepping stone so they they replaced stepping stone with the girl i knew somewhere yeah that doesn't seem like quite the party no. beat to me. No, it's well, not. <laughs> well, and replacing Clarksville with "Do you feel it too?" was not, you know, that's a terrible replacement. Right. You know, so that that was like the later Saturday morning rerun they did, like in mm-hmm. the seventies. Because Changes was out, so that had to be right. after nineteen seventy. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, we found a clip on YouTube that had that song substituted for Clarksville. I don't know if it was something that a fan had dubbed in or if it was an actual clip of a print, you know, because they they would, as Derek was telling us when he was on, uh, you know, they would edit it to make it fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how you edit it to make it fit with where Clarksville used to be. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I thought well, that was strange. That would be weird. Well, and then yeah. also, I mean, because Matt was like, yeah, you put it in the jukebox and it's just another song, but depending on how you're dancing to what beat, oh yeah, that could make a difference. It's like, what that's a huge because difference. That's not the right <laughs> beat. You are dancing at a different speed than you should be. Just you know, that that would be a little weird. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> whenever I see that, it's very off-putting. When I see like obviously these people were not listening to a song even remotely close to what is playing, you could tell. Yeah. Hmm. So I I did think it was funny that when they were trying to kidnap them and they're like, where's Davey? Well, he's at the Vincent Van Gogh with his girlfriend. And so they go and get him. And then she's like, hey, party at Davey's house. And so everybody leaves the club to go to Davey's house for a party. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, including the club club itself shows up. Yeah, the waitress with the tables and the and the bouncer, kind of like okay, yeah, no, they brought their own pretzel, but yeah, Davey must be known for his parties. Must be, you know, like <laughs> let's ditch this club. Even the employees are ditching the club to go over to Davey's house. <laughs> well, he does have the snazzy red jacket on compared to the that's true other guy. Yeah, you know, yeah, I was trying to, I was like, there's something that made me think of Doctor Who, and it was Peter when he was changing in and out of his different. <laughs> non tuxedos maybe think of the fourth doctor coming out in different yeah outfits when he first regenerated he was just a little confused on on what he was supposed to wear for right you know so yeah i did like when they were trying to teach victor vic tayback's character i forgot his name trying to teach him how to dance at the club and it was like cassius clay <laughs> better watch out because he, he can't get the dances right right but <laughs> Although I think Cassius Clay, I think he'd already changed his name by this point. I think he was already Muhammad Ali by this point. Mm. By, 19, by, by, by 1966? Yeah, I think he was already Muhammad Ali. I don't know when he changed over. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but I did notice, like, if, when they first, when they were supposed to get their clothes ripped off and it ended up being Lester Crabtree, I was kind of like thinking to myself, at least he managed to have on nice, clean, white and red polka-dotted boxer shorts that he had on because I don't think he was expecting to get his clothes ripped off. So yeah, no, but he will be now because now it's become a regular occurrence for him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> boy, Lester's doing all right. So, and then on the marquee, when they're having their hands in cement for the first mm-hmm. time, I actually paid attention. They had their names up there, but they had them really misspelled. Like, <laughs> Nez, like Nesmith was like, Nesmize, N-I-S-M-I-Z-E or something. And Jones was on there, J-U-H-N something. It, it was kind of like, oh, 
I never noticed that before. And I've seen the episode many times, but it was, mm. it, I thought it was kind of funny that they did that. So, I mean, the, the first time I watched it and I assumed that the monkeys had sat at the wrong table or that uh, when, the, when they went into the club and Trump had his plan for mm. the girls to come in and rip off, rip off Davy's clothes. And I thought maybe he sat at the wrong table or that the girls had gone to the wrong table. But then yeah. you find out after they get their hands stuck in the cement that it was like they're all supposed to go wrong. Like this, this right. is it's a scheme. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I guess that he maybe they sat at the right table and he had ordered them to tear off that other guy's clothes. Well, which ended up backfiring for him. Right. <laughs> yeah. He did create a star. I mean, it, it works. Yeah. Just it wasn't his clients. But remember, he also told him, be careful not to bump into table number whatever. And what did they do? They bumped into that mm. table. So it's true. I don't know what that has to do with anything <laughs> or why that should be a, a thing, but it's not like it was a magic potion and you did the wrong steps or something. So Right. I, <laughs> I, I did think it was cute when they got their hands stuck in the cement. Yeah. So they had to yeah. bring the sidewalk back and, <laughs> and let them out. And the two little kids, they were the one who should like autograph my book and he's like, I can't. And he bonked them over the head. Like, <laughs> oh, I, What I don't understand is why they push their hands in so far. That's true, because you're not supposed to, you're supposed to just barely, t- I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they sunk in. It's quick drying, quick sands, you say, so you see <laughs> again? I don't know. But, yeah. So was anybody surprised when Trump turned out to be a crook? No. No. They, they were obviously crooks in the beginning. Yeah. What yeah. about what about in this episode? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, okay, the other on. the other band reminded me of the um the other band in um Emmett Otter's Jung, Jug Band Christmas. Oh yeah, yes. yeah, I can they see reminded that. me of that. Yeah, of that yeah. I like that. I mean, I like I love Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, but yeah, no, that's a that's a good one. And, and there's a tie because it's also a contest. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're true. Yeah, I kept thinking James Frawley was going to be one of those dudes because they all have he has kind of that look like they all yeah. have. And he'll yeah. you know sometimes pop up in little roles, but I never could spot him if he was one of them. I don't think he was one of them. No, I don't think uh-huh. so. No, but sometimes he'll have little cameos and he has kind of the look that those guys had. Mm-hmm. So that would have been a good cameo opportunity for him. Mm-hmm. It would have. Well, we got we got to hear Bob at the end because this was another episode where it was a minute short. Oh, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, that's true. It's always strange because when I hear Bob Rafelson, I hear the guy that played like their merged version on uh, Dame Daydream Believing. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I hear his voice. The it's, composite character guy. Yeah, the composite character. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what they ended up naming him. Yeah. But it's always strange. I'm like, oh, hey, that's him. Wait a minute. He's not an actual person. That's <laughs> yeah. Okay. No. Now, and this is the one where. For the longest time, I would go around running around saying the universe is permeated with the odor of topentine. And I have no idea where Pete got that from. And I think I've tried to look it up before and I can't ever find. Yeah, that seemed kind of out of the left field, even then. I mean, yeah. it's the monkeys, but even for the, for a monkey's bit, it seemed kind of out of left field. Yeah. Well, and it makes you wonder, like, were other people saying stuff? And he said that, but it's like the way they edited it. It's like, we want, we want Pete to say this just because it's really way out there i don't know i did pick out some well because i had captioning on and i not watched many of them with captioning before i actually got the name of the answering service where mickey's pretending to be 
Okay. The kidnap answering service, but I had, yeah. did not have time to look it up and see if it actually stood for anything, like an inside joke. Mm-hmm. It was ICS and Ganera. I have no idea what that is. I'm like, oh, so that's what you're saying. It's the letters I, C, and S, and Ganera. <laughs> I, I like the bit where Mickey was being Groucho. I always like when they're, when one of them's acting like Groucho. Yeah. It's usually him. Usually Mickey. Yeah. 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 I think Mike's done it before, too. But um, we'll have to see it watch as we go along. I may be proven wrong about that, but it is usually Mickey. You're right about that. Yeah. Usually Mickey is the one doing the weird characters. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. I mean, you start making a, a tally sheet, you know, Groucho and Mark's brothers, you know. <laughs> right. Who does it? Yeah. I wish I wish Peter would be Harpo sometime. Yeah. Because that's what I was just thinking. Pete I was would like, be a good Harpo. I don't let's know. See, let's recast has... the monkeys as the Marx Brothers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that he has thinking back on different episodes. I don't know if he did or not. Perfect. Yeah. I guess Mickey could be Groucho. Yep. And Peter could be Harpo. Yep. I would think that Mike would be Chico. Um, so I guess that leaves Zeppo for Davy. <laughs> I guess. Okay. I don't know. I don't know all of them really well in my head. I'm not super well versed in the, in the Groucho Brothers, the Marx Brothers. Right. Groucho Brothers, <laughs> basically. I mean, it's basically, Groucho, it's, I mean, they're basically the Groucho Brothers. <laughs> right. Well, what did you think about the little bit where they're in space helmets and Mike's, Mike's hat, hat pulled out <laughs> over? That was, that was hilarious. I uh, knew that was coming up. And then the thing that ran through my head was like, man, they're going to stretch out his hat. I hope that was not his regular hat. And that was like a prop hat because, you know, that would stretch it out and then it wouldn't fit his head anymore. Yeah, you would think, because I was thinking like that'd be a fun thing to wear, like to go to a concert or something. And I have a wool hat like Mike's that Bronca got Mm -hmm. for me. But like, yeah, I wouldn't want to stretch it over a helmet like that. I'd be afraid it wouldn't go back to shape. You know, it it would be hanging down your head like, you know, maybe I can get one just for that purpose and find like an old space helmet. Because that'd be funny to like show up at a concert with like a replica space helmet and and everything. Uh, The person behind me wouldn't think so. No, but no, no. I, I was actually thinking about that because we went to go see the B-52. There was somebody that was really tall in front of me. And yeah. I was like, I can't see. I can't see. <laughs> just because he was tall. You know, so, yeah, right. that, would, that would be. So. Our, the first time we went to a monkeys concert, we had that where the lady in front of us. And keep in mind, we're sitting fairly far back because, mm-hmm. you know, we weren't at that point. We weren't buying front row seats. We were just getting a cheap seat basically, Mm -hmm. but she had a monkey's album that she was holding up in the air. Oh, okay. Presumably for Mickey to see Mickey can't see it. He's you're too far away. And there's like spotlights on him. He can't see you, but all that it accomplishes (laughs) is that I can't see the stage. I can see the back (laughs) of your album, you know? And yeah, I mean, Veronica uh, eventually asked her to like, knock it off and then she was kind of miffed and she eventually got up and went down to the dancing area i guess yeah, they had a dancing area that that venue was brilliant i was like yeah so um yeah that's that was my first thought is i wouldn't want to wear that helmet because i would block someone's view right don't to be that person if you go to a monkey's concert just a little psa yes yeah be respectful of everyone else trying to get that you want to get up and dance i I especially get that but time it don't do it constantly yeah and be in my yeah, if it's a sit down venue, you will not be blocking people. Right. As much. If it's a sit down venue, don't be the person that's the one person standing. When everyone stands, you can stand. Yep. Or yep. if you want to stand for like if, it, if it's less dance on and you're going to get up and dance, yep. that's acceptable. Yep. But don't 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 block somebody the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> this has been a message from the Monkey Around <laughs> podcast. 
Uh, and I'm also thinking, pay attention to where you're supposed to line up and line up correctly. And yeah, you know what? And don't, and when there's a line filing in, don't just come strolling up out of the street and walk in the front door. I know security <laughs> will let you because they don't get paid enough to care, but don't do it because there's people who've been waiting. So, yeah. Okay. And also Veronica might be there and grab you and tackle you to the ground. <laughs> Oh, nothing for us, thanks. We just came in to have our closure thought. So you're friendly neighborhood kidnappers. <laughs> Back to our regularly scheduled program. <laughs> I want to see how they ended up. I wish I could think would have shown how they ended up like pretending to be playing that instead of just standing on stage looking confused. What are you talking about? The classical music? Classical music. Yeah. yeah. In the beginning. Because they j- just started and they were all looking around like, what? what? Well, I liked Pete's comment. Is this how we rehearsed it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and, I'm, and Mickey's looking under like drums and I'm like, what are you? I guess he was looking for where the music was coming from. Yeah. But it was like, what are you looking for? Because if I mean, if you're on a if you're like live theater, you can't just stop what you're doing and be like, I don't know what's going on. Oh, my gosh. You just have to roll with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. True. I want to see how they rolled with it. Yeah. Or if they didn't roll with it, what the heck they did to convince them that, yes, this is exactly what we were playing. And you like this kind of music. Great. This is what we play. Yeah. <laughs> right. I did think it was funny that their romp conveniently ended with them playing their set in the contest. Mm. Like that's when their romp ended was they they were, you know, taking their turn at the end in the contest. It was like because Matt was like. Is this going to end with them performing? I said, yes, they'll be on the stage performing <laughs> for the contest when they're done with this. So, yeah, well, I thought that they've done a good job in the four episodes that we've watched. So the four aired episodes up to this mm-hmm. point of sort of mixing up the romps a little bit. You know, there's not like in my mind, I have sort of like my idea of what the standard monkeys romp is kind of like what family guy when they did their spoof where it turns into a chase and it cuts back and forth between them playing instruments and like running back and forth and, you know, now they're chasing them and then now they're chasing them back. And now they're, they're both walk backwards together and bump into each other and then go running, you know, that kind of thing There's a formula yeah. to it. is, is the formula I think for the monkeys romps. But I mean, in this episode you had, I mean, two songs, maybe a song and a half playing over a party from the jukebox. Mm-hmm. And then you had sort of a more standard romp for Clarksville. Yeah. Um, but we've seen a lot of variety in the romps we've seen up to this point, Clarksville in that haunted house episode, you know, it was, random footage seemed like, right. you know, it was like random, like stock footage that they had just put stock footage together. And maybe that's because it was early and they were up against the deadline, or maybe they were just trying to be creative with it. But um, the second one in that one seemed more like a regular Rob. So it seems like they're kind of going back and forth. You know, I know yeah. we, we watched the um, um, monkey versus machine last time. Mm-hmm. And I thought they did a good job of that when you have the romp where they're running around with the kids. They weren't being chased by anybody, but it was sort of like right. a, a separate film sequence for the romp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at the end, it had them looking for like trying out different jobs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which was yeah. sort of part of the story. So I don't know. I just think that they're doing a pretty good job of of mixing it up. It's not the same romp week after week with mm-hmm. different bad guys chasing them. You right, know? right. Which, which I think is good. I think that they're doing a good job with it. Uh, I mean, they're they're really promoting Clarksville at this point, which it's the lead single. It's the song they've got out there, which yeah. makes sense. Right. You know, and I like how they're kind of, they're sort of um, if I'm correct in thinking that Stepping Stone wasn't out yet or Let's Dance On, then doing a good job of sort of at, when those songs become available, people, kids will remember them from seeing mm-hmm. them on the show, Yeah, which is smart. It's using the format the way that, you know. 
the, the business <laughs> strategies tells them to, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I do know if, if the information I read online is correct, this episode was actually ninth in production. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was filmed in late July of 1966. Yeah, that tracks. And then aired in October yeah. of 66. So, okay. So I, was, I thought that was interesting. I'm like, ninth and put it. They just did everything but the first few. Like, they seemed like it's weird to know that shows, uh, the way they're produced, is not in the order that they air. Yeah, that, especially in the 60s. Weird to my brain. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think with this bulb hanging over my head. Yeah. So, the Monkeys debut album. Uh, was released on October the 10th, 1966. Okay. And what did you say the, the air date for this episode was? October 3rd. Okay. Yeah, so that's pretty well-timed. Where this uh, this yeah. episode comes out, and then, I mean, you're just a week out from the album dropping. Right. You yeah. know? Which is good. I mean, I think that you've got several songs on here from the album just in this one episode. So I think when, mm-hmm. you know, when kids go pick up the album, it's not going to be a wholly different set of songs. It's going to be the songs that they want to hear again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I like that it actually makes sense that they're playing from a jukebox because that's how kids may actually hear it, like going to wherever they went and they would the jukeboxes. Soda shop. Yeah, the yeah. soda shop. Yeah. And you know, you could that's how you might listen to it. And mm-hmm. so that was kind of neat to instead of them just playing a song for the heck of playing a song, it right. was, you know, how you would hear it in real life, maybe. <laughs> right. Well, you were right about one thing. It got loads of publicity. Yeah, so I mean, again, I think this—it's a fun episode. I don't know if it's the most memorable episode they ever did. No, I well, probably because I've seen it so many times, it's uh-huh. one that does stick out in my head, and I do tend to remember the name of this episode because I have seen it a number of times. But it's also, not necessarily my favorite one, though. The the title of this reminds me of your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. So I mean, <laughs> okay. That, that that's why I could remember it when Chuck earlier was like, "Hey, Veronica, you remember the name of the episode?" I was like, "Yes, I do," <laughs> because it's Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the gag where the where the kidnappers they were they showed up like fourteen forty three Beechwood instead of thirteen thirty four Beechwood, yeah, and they like kick open the door and it's the old couple. And they're like, "Oh, sorry about that. Sorry about that." And then they come and they verify they're at the right address the next time. And then like he closes the door and then they kick it open and like put your hands up, you know. And poor Pete drops a stack of plates because Matt's like, oh, I knew that was going to happen. Because right before he turns around with this big stack of plates and then they knock at the door. And and then when they say put and then like he puts his hands up and drops the whole stack of plates. And it's like, yeah. I saw that coming. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and then the old lady comes to the party and brings them the tea. Yep. That she was going to. Yeah, she's, she's like, very concerned. Some tea. She was yeah. very concerned. And then it's funny because that's exactly how old ladies are. They're like, yeah. oh, I didn't offer them tea. I should go down the street three weeks later and offer them tea. Little did she know she was going to get kidnapped doing that. <laughs> now, I did read that the writer of this episode, Dave Evans, mm-hmm. this was his first monkey script. Okay. But then he went on to write a total of like or seven more episodes. So I guess a total of eight episodes that he wrote for the show. Which is a huge okay. chunk. I mean, what are there, yeah. 52 episodes of the monkeys? Yeah. Right. I mean, he's. That's almost a fifth. Yeah. He did a good. I mean, this was not a bad episode and it's not a bad script. Yeah, I think it's it's cute. And, you know, it's light entertainment. Obviously, it's the monkeys. But they right. do a good job of getting the songs out there. They do a good job of um, highlighting the guys. I think all the guys got some good material in this one. Yeah. You know, some of the other yeah. episodes, it seemed like it favors 
some guys other than more than others, you know, and, <laughs> no, and, well, and they will. I mean, Davy Jones is still sort of he's being pushed a lot. You know, yeah. he's the one they're yeah. going to rip the clothes off of. He's the one who's out at the club. He's the one who's having the party. Everyone wants to rush home to see, you know, right. That's sort of yeah. his his function in the group, I guess. Yeah. When they did, like when they were first talking to um, the manager guy and he was telling them they needed to have all this publicity, they did each get to have like Mike was jumping around on his pogo stick mm-hmm. and Mickey was doing his grouch show. And then and then, Pete, are you making a drink? No, I'm just washing my socks. <laughs> you know, and so they each had like a little bit there and then like when mike was like what i just pick up the phone without even dialing and call the kidnappers yes and then that bit with mickey and mike on either side of the mirror that was that was really good so yeah it was some good 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 comedy in here yeah 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 i I, for one i thought that mirror was cool because it's a mirror on both sides most mirrors are not a mirror on both sides right (laughs) so i thought that was neat but um and then i i i didn't i didn't buy that mike was on a pogo stick no Mike appeared to be hopping up and down to me. Yes. Well, there's one scene where you can see his feet and it was like there were little platform things for him to put his feet on and he was jumping on something, but it was not your regular pogo stick with like handlebars. I think for the, he, I think he was jumping on it a a few times, but like when it was like him in the shot, he was just him jumping up and down. Yeah. Yeah. There was a very, there's a very clear difference between someone jumping up and down and someone bouncing on a pogo stick there, yeah. there's there's a there's a feel to it <laughs> <laughs> me it would be me trying to i was never good at pogo stick exactly so, yeah. they couldn't do it. yeah that's that that would be my guess because um you can't just burn film waiting for him to get the hopping in the right, right. Although he looked like he was trying to learn how to do it. It wasn't like yes. yeah I'm doing this it's my regular exercise. It's like I'm really trying to figure out my pogo stick because that's my activity for the day yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i had fun with this one though i thought this was a it's a fun episode it's cute i I've, i had a great time seeing vic tay back because i like him from yes. star trek and so or uh what did you say mod is that what he was in no no alice alice, alice. i knew it was one of them <laughs> no completely different shows <laughs> right <laughs> uh but it was fun i'd watch it again okay well now right <laughs> now we're not have time <laughs> all right chuck do you have a you may also like i do and i always like to do when there's a a band that was a contemporary of the monkeys that has a new album coming out you know a lot of times i'll do just bands that are sort of in that vein if you enjoy the monkeys you may like this current band but in this case we've got another one who um they were a 60s band who were active at the same time as the monkeys and they have a new album coming out and they have a new single that has just dropped that band is the zombies do you guys like the zombies Yes. yes. Yep. The zombies have a new album coming out on the 31st of March. And the, the lead single is called dropped reeling and stupid, <laughs> which is out now. And it's good. It's good. I liked it. You know, if you like the monkeys, you may also like the zombies and, you know, I, I always want to support a sixties band when they have a new album coming out and it's fun. It's, it's great. So everyone should run and check that out. Awesome. Thanks so much, Chuck. So Elaine, where can people find more of you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at monkeying around and you can find me on Facebook at monkeying around. We have a Facebook group monkeying around discussion group. 
or you can email me at monkeyingaroundpodcast at gmail.com. And how about us, Chuck? Feltnerdy.com. And? Earth Station Trek, our podcast about Star Trek. All right. Thanks for monkeying around. Thanks for monkeying around with us. Be sure to like and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and monkeyingaround.com. Thank you, monkeys! This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.